Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I am Matthew Tofflow and I am joined back from the outback of New Zealand, Billy Carrot John. He's back, everybody. And it's about time. It's about time. Bl- bl- bloody, bloody ruddy time. Yeah. I'm back. You've missed all the good stuff. I've missed fucking everything. <laughs> and in the meantime, he's been telling everybody that the truth, which is that I can't tell the difference between AM and PM. <laughs> Just to put it out there, we got to the airport at nine o'clock in the morning, three hours before we thought we were flying out, and then didn't see the flight on the departure board, and then checked our confirmation booking sheet with the tickets and the times on it, and went, oh, it's AM. Oh boy. And that cost a lot of, that was a very costly mistake to make, yeah. that, but I'm back, and I'm here, so please, go onto the Patreon, and give <laughs> any money that you possibly can. Um, it's lovely to be back. I've well, missed you. Yeah, I missed I've you missed too. This. Yeah. I've missed being able to talk bollocks. Doctor yeah. Who bollocks. Like, Stell can just about deal with it. In fact, she watched half of The Gopolis with me last night. God, God. bless her. I'm, um, I'm interested to know what she thought of this story. We she was very, she was hilarious. Yeah? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was, she, was, she was great watching it last night. But, um, yeah, a couple of funny observations from her. Yeah. But, um, so, I've been away and all of a sudden, Doctor Who has just got 400 times sexier. Yeah, yes. Is this, is this the most erotic DWM cover since that Vervoid that they I was just going to say, like the Vervoid. Um, yeah. It's up there. It is up there. It's up there. It's definitely up there. So, Shooty Gatwa. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've so got, let's, we've let's, got a Doctor we've Who. Got, got should we go, should we go back to so the beginning? What, what did you miss? So, so the first thing I missed was that we have a new Doctor Who. Yeah. And that's that's Shooty Gatwa. Yeah. Um, all of the information regarding Doctor Who that happened while I was away was imparted to me by Matt. Yeah. Some six or seven hours <laughs> after it happened. Um, it was hilarious because I was it was happening and I was like... Billy's in bed. Yeah, I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm asleep. totally oblivious to all of it. Um, yeah. So I should that's... have rang you up middle of the night and you'd be like, oh, what's well, going on? Well, if it was announced that, I, I, reading this, Russell says half one, he walks yeah, onto something the red like, carpet. Something like that. So I was probably about to get into bed. Oh, so... And just wasn't looking at my phone. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think Stella would have been too happy if you were no, about no, to get no. to bed and then... Like, I mean, she oh. was gutted because that was, that was going to be our first, like, lie-in of that portion of the trip. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, there's a new Doctor Who. I've got a gap and do... <laughs> I've got a gap and do review of death. But she had the dog, so she was all right. She uh, was okay. She had a cuddling companion. She had another Billy to cuddle. Exactly. So, um, that was all right. But, yeah, so Shooty Gatwood became Doctor Who. And then all of a sudden, it was 2008 again. Yeah. And then Catherine Tate and David Tennant are suddenly coming back. And David Tennant's Doctor Who. And David Tennant's Doctor Who and is in a new suit running around Camden. Yeah. And Rachel Talele's back and Peter Capaldi might be back. I can only hope so. It's just gone a bit mental. You know. Um, I love how she puts all of her stuff is... uh, Tea, tea and coffee with friends. Oh, yeah. It's just tea and coffee with friends. I know. <laughs> until, until otherwise. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm almost as excited about her coming back as I am about David yes. Tennant being in the yeah. 60th anniversary special or yeah. whatever it is. What do we think it's going to be then? 
Because it wasn't until I watched the last episode. Yeah. Thank you very much to Ellie, obviously, for coming yeah. in. And for Johnny for holding the fort down as well yeah. while I was away. Sorry you got roped in so many times. Um, <laughs> but that was the first time I was like, oh, there might be more than one special yeah. then. It hadn't really crossed my mind. Yeah. And then Russell saying, you're going to be sick of us. I was like, ah. There's going to be... There's some big plans. There's going to be so much Doctor Who next year. I think there is, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, it, but it makes sense with, with them filming now. Yes. And also, I don't think Russell would just settle on... The 23rd no. for 90 minutes is all the Doctor Who celebrations yeah. we get that year. Because, yeah. you know, he wasn't running it during the 50th anniversary. Can you mm. imagine what the 50th anniversary would look well, like yeah. under him? Yeah. And that was good. You yeah. know, we, we felt quite treated for the 50th. Exactly. We had a series, we had a special, we had all the peripheral stuff that was all very nice. It does kind of feel, though, like a milestone. It doesn't... It's like 50th anniversary. Yeah. Whoa. 60th anniversary. You know, yeah. 75th anniversary, all that's a big one. Yeah. It's kind 80. of. 80. Yeah, I suppose as it gets. Yeah, it's just every 10 years. Yeah. But 60 is kind of like, I could wait till the 75th before yeah. you do something majorly crazy yeah. again. But I guess. Like a movie. Yes. But I guess for Doctor Who fans and for the audience, there's been something of a drought of yeah. Doctor Who content just generally. You know, we don't even really get a TV series no. guaranteed. It is. It's like, yeah, it's let's make up for. I think that's what it is. I think lost it is time like, with you know, our we need to rem- we need to tell the audience that yeah. Doctor Who is back. It's on television. Well, Doctor Who is just on generally, yeah, rather than just to... like not having like a TV spot. Yeah, during you know before and after Doctors in the middle of the day. Yeah, you know like that's basically all you get. Yeah. So yeah, crazy exciting. Bonkers, isn't it? Bonkers. Um, I've, I've we, I think we're going to be careful with what we talk about going forward just yeah. with the amount of information we give away because we understand that not everybody follows Doctor Who sausage rolls on yeah. Twitter and not everybody's jumping into their mystery machine and stalking the cast and crew on location um, see I told you I should have bought that Bessie I know and we could have gone trundling up a, a to Camden could you imagine can you imagine how quickly we would have had a restraining order slapped on us <laughs> Um, no, I think they would have loved, David Tennant would have loved it. You know, like, that's Bessie. <laughs> and then, okay, great and wash, get, get back, yeah. Um, no, Russell would have been like, Russell, quick, write us in. Not <laughs> us. <laughs> I, think, I think that, yeah, like, we need to be careful with the information we impart. Yeah. Because we're interested in what's going on with the filming day to day. Oh, yeah. But not everybody is. So, you know, there are other characters coming back that haven't been announced, yes. announced, but you know we won't go into those. But that's exciting. Yeah. And we've got a new rose. We've got a new rose. Um, so yeah, what do we? Th- is the 60th anniversary? Is it Metacrisis Tenant? Is it Parallel Earth Ten? Is it just normal Ten? Like what's it going to be? I- I'm assuming it's Jodie glitching. I reckon out. It's jo- Jodie's going to glitch out and yeah. become a new version of the Tenth Doctor. Mm-hmm. And I had a I had a thought earlier on. Obviously, at the end of end of time, he turns around and says, "I don't want to go." Mm. What if he doesn't? He's back because there's unfinished business. Maybe that's why he didn't want to go. There was one thing that that incarnation didn't get sorted out. <sighs> that would feel a bit crowbarred. I feel like we need to. We need to. We would have needed to know have known a bit more yeah. about that. Because otherwise, it's like, oh well. Well, he it, met all these why, companions. Why you... Maybe there was someone he missed off. Well, but then that's like, that's like, oh God, no, not in the fucking lap of honour. It's like, <laughs> what if, um, bit like the creator, the curator, Yeah. you know, just a few of the special ones there, whatever he said. <laughs> oh, a dreadful piece of dialogue. I hate that. Um, Some of the old favourites. Eh? Ugh, horrible. Um, 
that doesn't need an explanation. No. And I kind of feel like this doesn't need an explanation. Yeah. If they're just going to do it, it's yeah. like, so what? It's the 60th anniversary. Yeah. You don't need an excuse to get the old buggers if, together. If the centenary special does not end up mm. with David Tennant in mm. Jodie's costume, seeing his reflection mm. in something mm. and going, what? Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> I'd be shocked. Right, I mean, Russell's had a hand in the probably the last scene. Yeah. Because that was generally the... That's always been the way. The, the incoming showrunner yeah. writes the, the last scene of that episode. Um, so like we're having a bloody casting character session with, with him. With his, with his tits out. Get your nips away, bro. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, or or even... I mean, it, may, it would make sense, I guess, if they're shooting it now, but it may not be David that she regenerates into straight away. No. Yeah, maybe like, this like, could be the middle one. Yeah. Or something. Or it could be... It, it might could start be shoot- shooting and then it go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then... Oh, that's another fucking white guy again. Um, <laughs> or or it could be, you know, yeah, any of the three... Because the, the main three rumours, and yeah. none of this is based on stuff that's been officially confirmed. Mm. It's just stuff that's been put out there by people uh, involved in the show. Rachel Talele having, you know, coffees with yeah. Matt Lucas and Peter Capaldi. Yes would have heavily suggest to me that he is they're both involved in it in some respect. I mean, I would hope so. I, I hope so as well. And I like the idea that it's those two. Yeah. I think they're a good, yeah. a good pairing. Um, and Paul McGann, have you heard what he said? No. He said that he got a text from Sylvester McCoy saying, Scott's for Scouse's tomb. <laughs> <laughs> and they asked him about the 60th. Um, When's like, your car arriving at the studio? We're about yeah. to film the next generation. <laughs> yeah. They said to him, like, oh, you know, what do you think about the 60th? And he's like, oh, he said, you know, this is showbiz. We won't know about it until the last minute if we get called up to do anything. Which suggests there's been seeds planted. Yeah, and he said said something like, I'm sure we will be involved somewhere because the fans will want it. Which is... Which is more than anybody said about the 50th. Yeah. The 50th was like, I don't think they'll want us. Yeah. And they didn't, which is why they did the Five Years Doctors reboot. Yeah. But him saying that is is giving far more away yeah. than... Because now it's like, if you don't turn up, like, it's it's it sounds like nobody wants you yeah. by your own comments. Yeah, can so, you imagine that? Like, yeah. on, the, on 23rd of November, fuck me, they, st- they never they rang never, me up. They never rang, I forgot. It, the phone might ring, it <laughs> might ring any minute. I might be able to beam in live <laughs> yeah, or something. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> I've I, got my sonic screwdriver upstairs and my dark eyes out. My wetter screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah, did you go there when you were in New Zealand? I didn't go to Wetter Workshop. It's cool, apparently. Like, the actual workshop's really cool. But I did see a wetter. Right. They're like little crickets. Oh, are they? Oh, okay. It's dead. It fell out of fridge. <laughs> um, out of a fridge? Yeah. Oh, like like in the seal. It, it's not being used. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. It's not. It's not like I've painted. I was going to say. What's painted the, my the experience there to be like staying, live, living in a trailer park or something. Um, no offense if you do live in a trailer park, by the way. Um, let's talk about anything else because. Has anything else happened um, that we need to be kind of aware of before we jump into today's topic? Has anything else happened? We've got season 22 coming out. Oh, I can just flick through Doctor Who magazine. Oh, yeah. Shall I just see What's if anything name? interesting pops up? We've got the 4K restoration yeah. of, the, of the Cushing move. I mean, this is a Cushing special. If it wasn't for Shooty on the front, we'd have a nice big picture, picture of, of Peter. Uh, yeah, Peter Cushing on the front. Um, more uh, big finish box sets with the same fucking cover art. So that's great to see. <laughs> I'm getting bored of that water drippy aesthetic they're doing. For, oh, really? Yeah. I like that. I, I like it, but it, it, it... It's been used too much too quickly. It's, 
Is that what you're... It's the fact that it's just become the the, the design I... for it. And it's like, maybe you can make the big audio book, you know, because they've got like seven hour long yeah. audio readings now with John Colshaw. That's fine for that, mm. or for the War Doctor ones, but yeah. every box set shouldn't be looking like that. That's, you know, it just doesn't, there's, there's not a lot of scope to do a lot of stuff within it, because right. I feel very restricted by the way it looks. Yeah. But uh, that's that's just me, personally. Um, Legend of the Sea Devils, that was shite. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I've had a bit of an epiphany with that one. It oh was, really? Yeah, I, okay. I've watched it. Subsequently. Did you watch it again? I think it was the excitement of watching Doctor Who abroad, and and the the kitschness of going, oh, there's adverts. But yeah. then when you watch it together, it's like, oh, those adverts were kind of like bringing me down, like bringing blood pressure down, calm. Yeah. It's fine. And then you go back into it, and you kind of forget about the shit that had happened <laughs> right right at the end of the previous right. part. Right. And so when you watch it all together, you're like, oh no, actually, no, this isn't this isn't great. Lots of Cushing stuff in here. Good, love um, a bit of Cushing. Uh, Colin's got a new companion for Big Finish. Another one? There's a- What, another one? Look. A Peter Cushing, a a Peter Who Cushing comic strip. Cushing comic, how cool is that? So good. That's great. Um, I don't read the Doctor Who comic strip, but I will read that. Have you ordered the 4K restorations of the films? I haven't because I, I had to buy flights from of course, New yes. Zealand to the UK yeah. again. So I haven't been able to no. do that. Um, and I'm only saying this because they didn't ask you to contribute to the action figures um, yes, yeah. uh, extra. But uh, as per usual, there's only like two interesting pages in DWM. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> but that's all um, going to change. It says in the front, Russell T Davies is going to actually like provide some information. He's going to do the uh, producer notes again, whatever yeah. it's called. That's exciting. And he'll probably say, do you want to come down and look at a bit of filming before it goes to television? To us. To us, yeah, to you us. You better bloody add yeah. do. I was almost going to make the joke um, the other day when Shooty was announced. So I was like, oh, well... I, I asked Russell after you'd buggered off. I was like, oh, Russell, look, it's just, it's just is me it, on my own yeah. for, uh, for a couple of weeks. Could you just like give us something This would be a juicy? great prank, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we've got, we've got a, a doc that we finally got the Doctor Who podcast that we wanted to get off the ground for ages. Yeah. And the first time they announced a new Doctor while we're doing it, I'm not here. Yeah. It's mental. I reckon that. They, they knew. I reckon Russell was Totally waiting. on purpose. Yeah. Right then. Well, today, mm. we're going to be talking about... Season 18, yes. more specifically the season 18 finale and Tom Baker's swan song, Logopolis, yeah. which seems such an obvious episode to do, to review, to talk about, to discuss, because there's a lot, you know, hanging off of it. Thematically. Thematically. At the moment. It's... And in terms, yeah, well, indeed, and in terms of the context of Tom Baker being, you know, an absolute Gem. monolith of Doctor yep. Who and he's often this story mm. it's just you know there's a regeneration happening this year why don't we yeah. talk about the big regeneration stories yeah um antigan's back and, and this is her first story exactly yeah. i actually didn't notice that until i spoke to annie and she was like it oh, makes you, sense. She, oh, oh yeah he got a girlfriend while i was that's how yeah. lonely he was he yeah, got yeah. a girlfriend while <laughs> yeah. i was away <laughs> so so she turned around and she was like oh are you doing that because tegan's coming back i was like oh, yeah. yes yes <laughs> we are yes. yeah um of course We've thought of these things. <laughs> <laughs> we think that far ahead. It's it's not an episode that I've ever really regarded an awful an awful lot. Really, I think it's because it's it's kind of eighties Doctor Who, right? And it's that it's it's, it's Bidneed, right? And as soon as I see that, I just glaze over. You fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. So well, look, before we get into this mm. season eighteen as a whole, what are your sort of feelings generally? 
before watching Legopolis last night, yeah, I have a soft spot for season eighteen, right? Um, and I like the Leisure Hive, yeah. Um, but the rest of it kind of blurs. E-Space to me is kind of a you know. I, like I'm, not, I'm not massive on the E-Space trilogy. My God, I love the E-Space trilogy. Um, it's it's quite it's quite bland and quite forgettable to me. It's a brave new world because yeah. it's Doctor Who with synths and you know, <laughs> or you know, it's Tom and his Burgundy and a new title sequence and better visuals. You know, there's a there's a bit more money. There we are. There's a bit more money behind it. It feels like I was just pull the set down around. <laughs> it feels like there's a bit more money behind it. Yeah. And it feels like they've gone right. Dust ourselves down. Let's let's give this a proper go. Yeah. You know, let's kind of shrug off. Silly season Graham Williams Doctor yeah. Who, and let's give yeah. this a proper go. And like season seventeen is fine, but this does like especially with the Leisure Hive, albeit you know you do have a tracking shot that seems to go on for about eight eight years yeah, with yeah, yeah. the the Leisure Hive, but you know it does feel like whoa, what a mm. breath of fresh air, you know. And I mean I adore Dudley Simpson's scores, yeah. but by that as point they get. Getting... Yeah. Very samey. And you get Peter Howell come in and Paddy yeah. Kingsland and that lot. Yeah. And it's like, wow, everything feels so energised. The score for Logopolis is so good. So good. It's so amazingly good. good. Um, but yeah, so that was how I felt about season 18 before watching Logopolis. And now I'm coming out of it and I'm kind of thinking that it might secretly be kind of genius. Logopolis? Or the season 18. Yeah. Because besides the tonal whiplash that you get between Capaldi in... Eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. How many kind of major changes in a doctor's character do you get on screen? Yeah. Across a season, you know, like Jodie has generally stayed the same kind of baseline character. It's just yeah. that more layers have been added. Yeah. Um, she's gotten more tetchy. She's gotten more tetchy, and um, yeah, that kind of okay. It can't all be rosy. Yeah. And I can't just kind of go. Oh, that's weird. Everything <laughs> yes. you kind of have to deal yeah. with it at some point. Um, your past is catching up with you, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's season eighteen is a very grave feeling mm. season of Doctor Who. Yeah. You can tell, like when you start Earthshock for the first time. Yeah. You know something big is going to happen. Yeah. And I think you kind of get that impression through season eighteen, yeah. but obviously certainly through Logopolis because you've got the Watcher leering yeah. around every corner. But I think it might secretly be a genius season of Doctor yeah. Who. And I mean, I'm skipping ahead, but watching Logopolis, especially if you watch it all in order with the E-Space trilogy, and then having you know them talk about... Uh, let me say the correct word because I will not remember it. Having oh. them talk about uh, char charged oh. vacuum uh, emboitments, CVEs, and then Tom saying, oh, we passed through one of your CVEs, Monitor. You think, oh my god, this is whole. This is this is a bloody story arc. It's a season arc, and it's been. It, it all connects. I, fine, but I take umbrage with the techno babble. Yeah. That kills it for me. I did have to rewind it. CVE block transfer computations. Yeah. And you know, Bidmead is a fucking nerd, <laughs> and he's got. You can tell in his office, he's got you know, new scientists piled up, up on his yeah. desk and he's gone, what's new? Block <laughs> transfer computations. Let's get that in. <laughs> and all the whole, the whole thing about they all communicate in base 16 or whatever that kind of code <laughs> is for, com for computers. They yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's really interesting 
to the person that wrote it. Yeah. But it's not... I mean, I, I like the fantasy element, the crazy fantasy element of all of these kind of hermity dudes with yeah. their calculators and they can just create things. Shit from That's Max. really, really yeah. cool. But, like, I don't need... Every scene when you talk to Monitor and it's just... I, it's word soup, block yeah. transfer computations yeah. and CVEs. It's like I, I'm gone. Yeah, I, I had, to, I had to rewind it back with the subtitles on. Yeah, You're like right, I need to read this. Like I'm reading. Oh my an god! Essay. And can you imagine as well? Like I had to watch this at like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I'm also watching the info text at the same time, oh, and right. trying to pay attention to the story. And then there's bid me techno babble all over yeah. it. Yeah. So given that you watched this with a not we. Yes. What did Stella make of all this? Because like, when you said that, I was like, she must have been so confused as to what the hell is any of this meaning. She was utterly hypnotised by it. Really? Completely enraptured by it. Did she? She like... absolutely loved it. And I think it's because... Well done. <laughs> she's, she's done musical theatre. She's yes. done a lot, of, a lot of performance stuff. Yeah. And when she watches classic Doctor Who with me, she watches it from the perspective of it's a theatre production. Yes. And I think if you can do that and you're used to that kind of over-the-top acting, yeah. I think you can get through it. Yeah. So she's already... The fact that it's... And, and, and we both love television. We yeah. watch all sorts. Like we just marathoned three episodes of Married at First Sight Australia. If you <laughs> yeah. haven't seen that, it's absolutely... Married at First Sight is It's the bonkers. best series. Yeah. Ever. It's the best trash reality series you'll ever watch. <laughs> watch it. It was really, really good this year. Um, and then we watched Logopolis and she was totally hypnotised by it. She loved it. And she loved Janet Fielding. Yeah. And I think it's because she really appreciates, God, there's only two people in this scene. Or she's having to wander around that console with no support from anybody else, no one else to bounce off of. Yeah. All she's got is music playing underneath that she can't hear and she can't feed off of because yeah. it's not been recorded yet. Yeah. And she's having to just, yeah, emote all this stuff. And um, yeah, she loved it. Yeah. She really, really liked it. Her favourite part of all of it, of course, though, was the master. Right. Because then this thing suddenly started happening that whenever the master laughed... She'd be on the other side of the room making herself a drink and go, who's he shrunk now? <laughs> so the whole... Sh you say, well, what, why are those dolls in the car? Oh, no, Stella. He shrunk them. And she absolutely lost it. Did she? It was wonderful. And I, yeah, there's the thing. The master kind of shrinks people down into tiny little... Well, he hasn't done that since I've been watching. Yeah, Sasha Duan's done yeah, it. He's yeah, like, yeah, he shrunk yeah. people. And yeah. what a, why is that his thing? And then when the TARDIS shrinks later on, yeah. so Stella, the TARDIS is shrinking, and she's shouting from the other room... Well, we all know who's done that now, don't we? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a joy watching it with her. She really enjoyed it. Oh, that's really good. I'm yeah. so glad. She didn't make it all the way through. No. She did tap out about five minutes into part three. Right. But, oh, um, so she didn't see the, the end? She didn't see the truce. <gasps> she didn't see the regeneration. Oh, my God. She missed, like, the, the best big bit. I know. Crazy. Hit. Oh, no, you've got to go back and put it on for her. Oh, so you've I'm got to watch it. I, I think I might be pushing my luck there. Um, but yeah, no, she... <laughs> Did she, she not know that it was Tom's last story? She, I was so, sort of letting it on because I thought she's probably not going to stay to the very end. But if she does, I won't let slip what the watch is about. Yeah. Um, who she just immediately laughed at as soon as he appeared. <laughs> from the other side of the A road, beckoning. It's... It's, it's mean, quite. To be honest, if the doctor tried to cross that road, he would have got hit by that, a car. Yeah, maybe and triggered a regeneration. Maybe he's like, let's get it over with. Yeah. Let's get it over with. Uh, there's, there's a mini metro coming quick. Um, I, it's. It, does it feel weird seeing Tom in that contemporary setting? 
Yeah, it's because that moment when he's with the, he's next to the TARDIS and he's looking across the road and there's just cars going past. Yeah. You just think this is a really weird setting yeah. for this story to be taking place in. I think it's that thing with old Doctor Who. Obviously, like now, Doctor Who being in modern places is just you know part of the course. Part of the course. Yeah. Fuck me, Runaway Bride is on the motorway. Yeah. You know, you just take it in its stride. But back then, so much of it was countryside, village, big country house. Yeah. And it's only really in the eighties you start seeing cities. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean invasion you, you, and you get that. Yeah. But they're and they're always deserted, aren't they? Yeah. In in those invasion stories. Yeah. So to have somewhere which is like, oh, this is a real life place, and it's just weird. Like even seeing Tegan leave her house yeah. to go to work. Yeah. Feels very strange. It does. It it feels kind of. Well, it feels very humbling. Yeah. And I think for for a season that is bringing a lot of the elements of Doctor Who down to earth and kind of grounding everything a little bit. Yeah. And when they do science, it's, you know, as Cubby Broccoli would say, we are not science fiction, we are in fact science fact. Mm. Um, All those lasers and like jetpacks in space. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. Moonraker is, you know... Totally real. <laughs> NASA scientists use it to figure out how to like moonwalk and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very odd to see the fourth Doctor sort of cut down to size in that way. Yeah. And especially when Tom is giving such a muted performance, mm. which we'll talk about, because I think that is... It's, it's a bit like Sean Connery in um, You Only Live Twice, really. Yeah. Because I know a, a lot of people don't see it, but I think that there is an element of his performance that is, I've got this one movie to do and then I'm done. Yeah. And I can, do, I can leave James Bond behind. Yeah. And I think there is an element of that with Tom. And I did sort of say to Stell we've got to watch some prime Tom because mm. you can see glimmers of, you know, early Tom yeah. in his, in the, in the dedication he had to the performance, but then maybe he's just doing a different fourth doctor, mm. but I don't think it's been looked into as, as, as yeah, he probably hasn't, he's thought, not made that I decision think, yeah, I don't as think an he's actor. He's thought about it no. that, that much. I think it's just, he's probably withdrawing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it is for the benefit of the, the story it's for the benefit but but then but then how much credit can you give it you know <laughs> yeah because at the end of the day i'm still seeing a pretty fucking pissed off bloke <laughs> you know that's all it is there's <laughs> there's still a magic to him because yeah. it's tom baker yeah and i watched that um a new body at last documentary afterwards right. and he's firing on all cylinders yeah. you know because he's doing that whole, <clears throat> um where well, they had suggestions and they wouldn't listen to me. And uh, and they overruled me and I didn't like that. And it's like, you can't just say that in a work context. Yeah. That's not really how it works, you know. Um, you're not the producer. Um, and there's a, there's a spark to him and a magic to him, undeniably. Yeah. But I'm watching a checked out dude, yeah. you know. And, and that... It, that kind of brings it down for me a little bit. Interesting. See, I love all that because he knows, he knows that mm. he's going to die. And he's just waiting for it to happen. I suppose I, I'm just, I need to divorce yeah, real do, do, life from yeah. the fantasy, but it's quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, I know the two, Tom and the Doctor, are, are the same character, yeah. yeah. So it is difficult. I, maybe that's why it's so difficult. Yeah. Because you can see when other actors play the Doctor in certain stories, you think they're not feeling this script. Yeah. But when Tom isn't, the Doctor isn't, the Doctor isn't in the story. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, should we do really quickly our number ones? Oh yeah, can, please do. Because I, I, the way I've I've written my notes, they're not really. It's just a stream of consciousness. Yeah. So I'm just going to put. I, try, some... I did try to keep up with it for Delta and the Bannerman. Perfect. Yeah. I saw that. Thanks for fucking murdering that segment, by the way, <laughs> on that episode. UK number one. 
Shut Up Your Face by Joe Dolce. <laughs> You're joking. Uh, yeah, no, honestly. Um, and, uh, That's the... what Tom Baker was trying to say to Tom Bonner. Shut, shut Up Your, your Face. Bloody um, And in the, in the weeks prior, it had been John Lennon's Woman and Imagine, because he'd oh, been yeah. shot the December oh. just gone. So that's where we are in the world. Right. Uh, and UK number one box office, Raging Bull. With Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Never okay. seen it, but it's like a highbrow Rocky, isn't it? Yeah. It's like an Oscar. Highbrow Rocky. Yeah, it's like Oscar y Rocky. <laughs> Oscar. Um, <laughs> I mean, Rocky won an Oscar. It, it did it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, so, yes, I've written here in big letters because I've just realised halfway through, I was like, I'm not actually writing anything salient. I'm just saying yeah, I mean, sentences yeah. or statements. So I've said, use each statement as a talking point, put it forward as a point. So the first one I've got here. Is Logopolis a fitting end for four? I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I think yeah. so. No, I mean... Yeah, I think the... I mean, I think the whole season just works for his last story. Mm. Uh, you know, you've just come off the back of the more bouncy Tigger like Tom Baker, who can do no wrong. And now you get to a point where you're like, oh shit, you know, he... He, he is fallible and mm. things are going to go tits up and everyone's leaving him, you know. Romana goes, K9 goes. He, do, he, he feels kind of bereft. It, yeah. It, it's like, yeah, the comic book days are sort of yes. are over. Yeah. And now I can't even have a talking cabbage. Yeah. So what am I supposed to... Mm. Yeah, I've got... But at least it. I don't need to bend down to talk... Uh, for a two shot anymore, but I've but I but then I have also got Matthew Waterhouse as well, yes. which presents its own problem. I'm just telling him to fuck off. As Indeed, soon as he walks onto set. I oh, know he told he told Tom to fuck off, didn't he? During the recording of his regeneration, Tom turned to Matthew Waterhouse and said, "Adric, you're a cunt and always will be." <laughs> lovely, lovely Tom. Thanks very much. I'm sure that did wonders for him going forward as an actor in the profession. Um, I probably would have said it doesn't feel like a fitting end for Tom previously, okay. just because it's you know it's that series eight sort series um, season eighteen sort of like glum. Yeah. Oh, it's not quite as optimistic a, a season as, yeah. as previously, and, and you know I think just because he looks so withdrawn and and his costume's very different, mm. it's it's like you disassociate season eighteen Tom from all yeah. the previous work he's done on the show. But then actually watching it and with, with the info text on, giving the context of, you know, God, he's done the show for seven years and they dedicated a long chunk of that studio time mm. to shooting the regeneration, yeah. obviously for technical reasons. Yeah. But when you watch the, the, the studio footage, it feels like an occasion. Yeah. It really feels like this is the end of an era. This yeah. is a proper passing of the torch and nothing's yeah. going to quite be the same once yeah. Tom goes. And I think... He's given a hero's death. Yes. And I think it's really effective. I love yeah. that whole sequence for mm. his regeneration. Mm. Um, right right from the, when it goes very quiet. Yeah. There's a segment where they're all running around and you've got that kind of like, you know, funky music as they're running around in front of Jodrell Bank. It's a great bit of music. It's a great score. Such a good score. But... There's a moment where the, all the music just totally drops out. Yeah. And, it, and Tom is just running to yeah. the space. And you think, if you just start, you, that's where that bit starts, that yeah. whole movement. It's not when he gets into the, 
yeah. uh, telescope or when he gets onto the gantry. Yeah. It's that whole movement. Yeah. It's, and it's very purposeful mm. as the music drops out there. You think, right, this is it. Yeah. It's almost like No Time to Die. Yeah. When you think, oh, yeah, I see where this is going now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. You know, when you think about it like that, it feels so well constructed, which you think, you know, it probably wasn't. It was probably like, fuck me, you know, you've got to get all this shit sh- shot and mm. make something of it. You know, what was it Terence Dix always used to say? Um, you know, so long as we got the episode out and they yeah. didn't have to show the title card. And I imagine there probably was an element of that. But, but it does feel... I don't know, maybe it's you'd just... Have, you'd have to, though. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be doing a disservice to the show, but also as difficult as he may have been to work with. It would have been a massive disservice to Tom if, you if it hadn't been done right yeah. and it hadn't been given that gravitas. Mm. And it feels weighty, mm. um, which I hadn't appreciated before because yeah. I, I just think you, when you see regenerations often, you see it within the context of a four-minute clip on the Doctor Who YouTube channel yeah. or a 30-second excerpt in a documentary about the show. Yeah. And so you don't actually see the, the, the thematic the build up, and the, the build-up yeah. to it and the fact that actually it isn't just another scene. Yeah. There is a breathing point as the music drops out mm. and I don't think it can be understated how important that segment is actually and then you're like right time is to it... watch Tom Baker say goodbye yeah and it is Tom Baker saying goodbye isn't yeah. it and it, you know, it's not just the fourth doctor and it's very effective for that it's very good it's very good and I just and I think you know that moment which I, I love this in particular when he you know he obviously goes out saving the saving the universe as you would want the doctor to do um, you know, he sacrifices himself, which is what you want. And that bit where he's hanging off the cable mm. and that look in his eyes as all the monsters from his past come back, you know, it's terror, like the likes of which we've never seen on that doctor's face. Not mm. really. And it's so effective because it's like, this is a doctor who, you know, we know, or, you know, he laughs in the face of danger, pretty much. Mm. And, you know, he's always got a quip and he always spins the, the, the gab on, on, the, on the villain and all this sort of stuff to confuse them. But it's like, at that moment, the Doctor realises, fuck, I've got, mm. I, I've got no way out of this one. Mm. This is it. Mm. I, I am going to die. Mm. Um, and it's, just, it, it's so good. You know, there's no, there's no messing. No. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, you, He's haunted by the things that, you know, they're kind of like with Androzani, you know, they're sort of willing him on mm. to, yeah, you fucking die, mm. you curly-haired bastard. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Androzani to me does feel more like the Masters, just tipping him yeah. over the edge, whereas yeah. this feels more like his life is flashing in front of his yeah. eyes. Um, I think they selected all the right clips yeah. to show. Um all of it, and then the, the Black Guardian popping up at the end and being, is, is a bit like, you haven't quite earned your stripes. No. Mate. I know yeah. you're the most recent big bad that people yeah. can remember from like... No Sutek though. No Sutek. And Sutek was obviously like, you know, he's... Good foil. Yeah, he's a... I mean, he, he could have nearly killed the fourth And you imagine his voice in that sequence yeah. would sound great as well. Um, oh yeah, that would have been good, wouldn't it? I did notice on the, on the info text that Tom actually recorded a... Death rattle is the wrong word, but like a yell as he lets go of the scaffolding. Was it him going? Oh! <laughs> it was. Oh. It was him. Yeah. Apparently, he let out like a shit. I've let. <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> I don't know the right word. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed Shit. to say. Oh, bollocks. He let out a, uh, an, oh, or whatever, as he lets go of the yeah. railing. And oh, fuck. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the, you know, because, you know, there's that kind of like, I don't know the right word to use. There's like a seagull squawk in the score <laughs> that goes, ah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's covering his oh. death scream. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess it's a bit like the seventh doctor. Yeah, in the film. Dying in an yeah. opera- on an operating table. It's like, I don't want the last thing I hear from the doctor to be, ah! <laughs> you know, th- those are his final words. When you get the Doctor Who calendar and it shows first word and last word, it really should be, you know, his lungs are filling with blood and you just hear this <laughs> from the seventh doctor. Yeah. Yeah, why is there no blood when he hits the floor? Um, why is he not street pizza? Because... Time Lords. Yeah. A bit more robust. Yeah. If I David mean, Tennant can fall I mean, I, from a plane or whatever the fuck he's like, let's not even get into that. I think, yeah, I think he'll be all right, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is mad, isn't it? Yeah. Tom Baker can't fall from a bloody telescope, but David Tennant can fall from the air. And, and face J- first. Jodie Whittaker can fall out of her TARDIS into, in through, through a, a, train. a tram. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess she's like in the early stages of regeneration, so I mean that's a cop out excuse. Yeah. Much well, in the wouldn't same it be way hilarious that... if they all ran over to him and went, oh God, oh no, oh, there's, nothing, there's not much left of him to take away in a bag, is there? Like, in several bags. Um, let's talk about Tegan, yeah. Nyssa, and Adric. Because I think they form a really weird cross-section of what Doctor Who's trying to do yeah. at this time. Because there's a, there's a weird, like fantasy element to this season mm. that I don't think you get in the rest of the 80s. Yeah. Like, you've got this space princess. It's a bit Star Wars. Yeah. And and even the way that Logopolis looks and the idea that they're just kind of conjuring stuff out of thin air. Mm. Like, I know there's science rooted in it, <laughs> but actually, you can't do that. Yeah. So, like... You mean I can't do some sums and, like, make... A be- uh, yeah. Megan Fox appear in front of you. No, yeah. you can't do that, unfortunately. I just think it's really interesting that there's that mix of characters in there you've got them trying to get some money from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation yeah. by putting Janet Fielding in that role there the, the Adric who is he is he if they worked out at this point it's not really working I, I, I mean I'll be honest I think that he works quite well with Tom in yeah. those when it's just the two of them mm. um, I think as soon as you add everybody else into the mix He's he, the weak He gets lost. Link. And it's a shame, really, because this is a story that is predominantly about maths. And he is a mathematical genius. So really... Exactly. You, he should have been really in the thick of it. I know mm. he goes around with the monitor later on with that sheet of paper. Yeah. Reading out the numbers. Assaults a police officer at the start. He does That's assault a police officer. Interesting, right? I thought about this. Obviously, he's never been to Earth, so mm. he doesn't know what anything is. But he knew how to ride that bicycle. He did. It's Doctor Who. Yeah. Just, yeah. Maybe maybe he, on the scanner, he saw someone riding a bicycle and he was like, oh. Is that canon? That is now. That's a six-part Big Finish box set right there. It takes place in that. <laughs> Learning to ride a bicycle with Matthew Waterhouse. 0.5 seconds. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I'm not fond of that, of the 80s era of the show and, and that Tegan and Nyssa are not a cause of that. But yeah. They're part of it because... The fact that nobody really wants to be there. Tegan is already just begging to get home. Yeah. And that's kind of like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. But 
it's like we were talking about this the other day, if you've got a character on screen that doesn't want to be there, you're like, well, I'll have, I'll take your place then. Yeah. Like it does, it doesn't endear that character to the yeah. audience. Um, and obviously, she, you know, it gets kind of the fact that it goes on into Peter's tenure is the thing that kind of annoys me. So here, it's not too bad because yeah. she, you know, she hasn't discovered yeah. her love for traveling yet with the Doctor. Does she have one? I'm not sure that it ever appears. I, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Really, because you'd think because she is an air hostess and she goes on in this story about mm. how much she can't wait to be like traveling around mm. and stuff you'd think she'd take to the TARDIS far more. You know, surely you'd be like, bollocks to being on a plane and going there's from a whole, Heathrow. There's a whole thing that she has, a, like, it's written, her character has a particular fascination with the TARDIS because she sees it as like an aircraft. Yeah. But that doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't anywhere. really translate on screen very well. No. I mean, obviously she does change her mind later on, but like you said, it takes a while mm. to get there. But in this, I do love, I love how she talks about travelling in the TARDIS like it is, mm. you know, getting a plane. Because yeah. she's like, well, when she speaks to the monster, how long are we going to be delayed yeah, here? Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's, it's nice little touches. And I mean, Janet is fantastic. She is. She breathes so much life into mm. this character mm. from the moment she gets into that car. Yeah. I mean, Auntie Vanessa is also fantastic. Yeah. What a great character. Um, it's a shame, really, that the only detriment is, and this isn't obviously Janet's fault, but this is the, and it's just the fault of the time, you know, both her and for Nyssa, they don't get the time to explore the emotions of all these terrible things that are happening. But like they, they never do. Yeah. They're every, you know, it's that old thing. Somebody has to end up in the TARDIS pressing a button. <clears throat> yeah. So that the world doesn't blow up. It's like fucking lost. Yeah. You know, like you've got to give somebody that job because yeah. otherwise there's nothing else for anyone yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, you ju- <sighs> but you just want, I mean, like, especially now... At the time, I wouldn't have batted an eyelid. Now, with the hindsight of mm. modern Doctor Who in particular, you know, you think, oh my God, you know, there should be a massive beat here for Auntie Vanessa. She discovers that Auntie Vanessa has been shriveled up to an action man doll. Same for Nyssa. You know, and then they confront yeah. the murderer. Yeah. You know, that's a big finished box set. Nyssa and Tegan go bloody... Well, Nyssa's got all the trauma in the world to bloody get over yeah. because her dad's the bloody killer. Her dad, yeah. That is a, that's a big finished box set. Yeah. Like her getting her therapy sessions, yeah. with, like on tape. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. I don't know, but there is there is something there. And then it turns out her ther- at the end, her therapist goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then she just has a breakdown. Um, um, th- that is so messed up. Yeah, it's the cruelest thing the master's ever done. Yeah, I, because the way he preys on her, mm. and that bit when he when he runs off and goes. Don't tell anyone I was here, and yeah, then disappears, yeah. and you know, puts his cape, rah, yeah. throws a smoke bomb down. <laughs> That's what I love. I I have a whole new love for the Ainley Master. Actually, he's great. He's just so unashamedly Dick Dastardly, yeah. you know. But he's he's still dripping with evil. At the end, when he goes full nutty, yeah. and he's like, the CVU is mine. Yeah. He did all that stuff is he's and that, great. He, and he's got the tissue compression eliminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like looks <laughs> past it. the camera. He does. And he's just got, he's gone in the he's eyes. Gone, and yeah. He's like, that's there's so a, good. There's a couple of moments where, you know, it's you're just trading off of Auntie Ainley's facial expressions. Yeah. And he nails it every time. Yeah. He's so good. And I love his theme. It's only like four yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, dum, dum, dum. You know that dum, he, dum. He, he's <laughs> coming. Yeah, he's here coming. he is. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's great. He's really good fun. Um, yeah, 
He's, he was a good good choice. He was a good choice for the master. I've got a question I want to ask. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of moments, obviously, one in particular where the Doctor goes up onto the bridge to talk to the Watcher. Yeah. And then obviously there's a bit where they're in the cloisters and Adric has a conversation with the Watcher. What does the Watcher sound like? Is it... Is it, is it Peter? Behind there? Let's we'll talk about like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this image in my head. It goes over and Adric's like, Watcher, what, what, what should we do? And you, you don't hear this, just in the background. Oh, well, what up? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I... Uh, well, didn't Stephen Moffat write a short story where it was Tom Baker? Tom Baker is the... Oh, the voice the, of the Watcher it, is Tom. Well, Tom Baker is the Watcher. Oh, okay, right. So it, there's a good... There's a little short that he did in Doctor Who... One of the Doctor Who magazine specials. And it's the fourth Doctor having flooded the Thames with... No, drained the Thames. Drained the Thames. With the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, and he realises that, oh, I've cocked this right up. What, and, what kind of a fucking plan is that anyway? I know, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb, even for Doctor Who standards. Um, yeah, and he co- he, he's cocked it up. Mm. Potentially killed that trick. Yeah. We can only hope right. twice. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's like, oh dear, uh, I've made a cock up of this. Talks to some Bobby <laughs> on, the, on the beat who's like, what can I what's happened to the Thames? He's like, ah, it's all in that police box. He's like, look, I'm just going to put this white shit on me <laughs> and this mask and I'm going to go back in my timeline and basically tell myself, don't oh, make Steven, it... Oh, Stephen, shut up. Don't make this go tits up. Um, yeah. Oh, or is that him going, somebody's seen me draining the Thames in this outfit. I need a quick outfit change before the rest of the police turn up. What have I got? Uh, I've got so... some toilet roll <laughs> and some papier mâché. I'll stick that over my head. Um... Yeah, um, the the Thames thing is 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 a very odd diversion yeah. to the whole. Like, yeah. the whole part one is basically a write off in terms of anything that happens in the story, because he's just like, what do we glean from it? He wants to measure up a police box, mm. and Tegan's late for her flight. Yeah, that's kind of all that happens. You, you got, you got all that good stuff with the Tardises inside one another. Yeah, but like that character, that that mainly just gets paid off in part two, doesn't it? All the going back and forth, it all happens no, that's in part. part that's is it in part, part one? one? God, part one feels like it went on for an hour. <laughs> um, okay, no, okay, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, that, really, that's cool. That there, is. There's neat. a really good shot on the Barnet Bypass where, when the Doctor parks the TARDIS around the police box, oh, which and, is, and the bicycle the bike falls over. Yeah, it's like what a clever. And that idea. happens again later when. Uh, the master's TARDIS lands in that dude's, the little hermit dude's little shack. Yeah. And um, I think when it lands, like a pot falls over. Right, yeah. But then I was like, oh, that's why the master's TARDIS looks like a column. Yeah. Because it's from that that guy's little shack. I gotta say, the chameleon circuit on the master's TARDIS ain't half shit. I mean, obviously obviously works better than the doctor's. Yeah. But, so he starts off as a police box, because it's parked around a police box. Mm. Fair enough, fair mm. dues. I can I can get around that. I do like the idea of the, the master being in his TARDIS with the fucking police box just stuck in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, There's an ornament. Here. Yeah. Uh, but then he materialises the tar- his TARDIS, still as a police box, mm. in the cloister room. Tegan, as a runaround, goes out. Then he changes it to look like a, p- a plant pot, for whatever yeah. reason. A potted plant. Then he lands that on the Gopolis, still looking like a potted plant, 
a planet devoid of all, of all green vegetation. vegetation. Yeah. And then he turns it into a Corinthian colony. Where does no one go? Where did, did someone use my their mathematical skills to materialise a pot plant over Could there? Could you make this look like a Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, I, uh, I... It's all, it's all still rooted in, though, that, that Chris Bidmead is just obsessed with the TARDIS. Mm. And I like that. Yeah. It's like, you've got, you've got it. It's a great concept. Use it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you have to wait until Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS for like any sort of, anything to be explored again, kind yeah. of within the spaces. Yeah. But then, you know, all that running around in the corridors with Tegan, I think is great. Yeah. Because that disorientation and like, oh, you know, this is alien. This is weird. The TARDIS totally mm. is a signifier for that. It's yeah. perfect for and introducing that that paranoia and that kind of fear yeah like. and the cloister room that mm. is such a good set mm. and peter grimway directs it so well he's mm. got all these really high crane shots yeah really you know it's probably probably not much bigger than this studio. probably not no um but with that and the pillars and he's got pillars in the foreground with all the creepers coming down and there's and there's it a couple of wonders. nice crane shots as well in the main tardis console room yeah when it when the tardis is yeah. the police box is in there. and when the tardis lands on that boat that's a nice that's shot. That's a nice pull out. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, it's, it's, it's nicely directed. Peter Grimwade is a, is a great director. Yeah. I think he's up there with, with great classic series. Oh, yeah, he's up there directors, with Directors, um, Graham Harper. And Camfield. And, yeah, yeah, Doug Camfield. And, uh, you know, his writing is not of the same calibre. No, but, you know, can we do this show for like two years and then go on to Time Flight? Time flight? I don't feel like I'm ready to talk about Time Flight in this calendar year. Maybe we'll do it next year. Um... God, I've just... He's got, had enough of airports. I've just got lost. Oh, my, I don't even talk to me about bloody airports and <laughs> some bloody flights. Um, I think... The, the, I, re, I read in the uh, infotext there was supposed to be another, like, Concord... The Concord-centric episode was supposed to happen in season 18, apparently. Really? And it got bumped to 19. I'm sure Tom was very pleased. I'm sure he was. Yeah. I, I, like, he, that um, would have been prime whippet shit. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this whippet shit? Tom in Time Flight. <laughs> I mean, he just he, he, just he just glazed over for the entire yeah. thing. Just not there. All that stuff in the bloody pyramid with the whatever they're called. The what are they, these creatures called? Zeraphins. Zeraphas. Zeraphas is the planet. Zeraf no, yeah, Zeraphins. Zeraphins. X-E-O-N. Whatever it is, yeah. He would not have had the patience for that. No. He would have been throwing props or kicking the shit out of Khalid. It would have been all over that. Um... I've run out of points to make. Let me that have was, a look. It was at that point I kind of, with, with this, I was like, it's, oh, but it's season 18. Yeah. Because I, I, I do really, I really enjoyed watching Legopolis this time around. I do have a new appreciation for it. Yeah. But I think it, it, it's just all the stuff that happens between them landing on Legopolis and then leaving Legopolis. Yeah. I totally tune out of. Tune out I'm, out. I find it really hard to concentrate when they get to Legopolis. Okay. I think it's, maybe it is just because it's visually very beige. Yeah. And it's just not attracting my eye. And then yeah. when I'm trying to listen to it, it's, it's CVEs and block yeah. transfer computations and stuff. <laughs> Did you watch this with the new special effects? I didn't. On? I watched it with the oh, OG I effects. watched it with the new special effects. And uh, is Anthony still a, a, a photograph in the final? No, he's, he's got a bit of movement, Has which he? is good. Yeah. This is one of those occasions where the special effects really do mm. just 
elevate it mm. that much more because there's loads of the sort of running shots of them in the field going to the telescope where they've actually put Jodrell Bank, Bank in, in there. it and it yeah. just really looks good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if you if you've got the Blu-ray, watch watch it with that on. I think the I haven't I haven't seen the Logopolis new effects, but. If it's anything like I, I gather, it's probably the same kind of level of effect as you get on the Terror of the Autons. Yes, so yes, it's, it's very just, much. It so. just enhances it. Yeah, it doesn't just distract. No, you not from... at all. It's not like obtrusive in any way. You don't think, oh dear, why have they done this? Like yeah. when, like sometimes those laser effects on some of the two entertainment yeah. ones are like it's just a bit too, too much. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nightmare of Eden was another one that was really good. Yeah, where they they did up the effects to the point where at times I was like. I can't remember if this is mm. the original effects or not, but... It, That's what you want, though. That's yeah. exactly the sweet spot with it. And, and also, obviously, fixing, fixing bad CSO. Yeah. Or in the case of this, getting everybody's eye lines to match up with when Tom drops, drops yeah. from the telescope. Yeah. Not that you'd necessarily notice... No. ...that it had been fixed anyway, but yeah. if that's something that you... You can, yeah. You can pick up on after 900 rewatches, then, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, something that I liked about Adric... And again, this is why I was saying at the start how he, he works well with Tom. There's that bit where Tom misses parking the TARDIS around the police box mm. and he mimes, like, you know, it should be here, doesn't he? He sort of goes like that. Oh, and Adric does the and same. And then Adric does the same. I was like, I like that because, yeah. you know, he's trying to he's trying to be like the Doctor. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that, that's the same scene where they... they uh, Talk about the pyramid. They have the yeah. pyramid on the, on the and scanner. And I love that, and the chameleon circuit control that pops out of the console. Out, yeah. That's really good It's fun. really neat. I, I remember that scene from Doctor Who Night very, very clearly. That yeah. whole sequence with the TARDIS um, appearing on the screen. Um, oh, I'd like to see what that looks like with the enhanced CG, actually. Oh, yeah, that's good because it's, the pyramid is now like a, a 3D pyramid and the police box is a proper... I think interesting because I think they were going to originally do that as a, as a model shot, it said on the oh, really? infotext, which I can't quite imagine no. working. Especially when you've got to add a door yeah. in, and it would be nice to see the police box as a model. appear yeah. as a model. But yeah, I'm not quite sure how the pyramid would have yeah. worked. Yeah, but I love. I mean, I do quite like that old sort of eighties BBC micro. Oh, it's great. Type it's great. Animation. It doesn't stuff. seem like out of place for the TARDIS to generate no. the image like that because yeah. you know when eventually you get a monitor in the console in the Five Doctors. It's got all those same sort of graphics on yeah. there. It doesn't seem sort of like, oh, no. that's really dated. It's no. just, oh, that's what the TARDIS generates. Yeah. It's not really meant to generate images like that. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a car. Yeah. It's and, a space car. Yeah, and you know the TARDIS's chameleon circuit is knackered anyway. Oh, exactly. So, you know, it, it hasn't got a police box right in yeah. 60 years. It's, it's running off a virg, virgin... Virgin? <laughs> version 1.1. Yeah. He hasn't updated the iOS for years. So that's it still it looks he just, just needs to crap. update it. Exactly. Oh, that was something that really bothered me. Mm. I don't get this line. So he's... So Adric's like, wait, so the Master knew we were going to come and... Park the TARDIS around a police box. Yeah. And, he, and Tom's like, well, he's a Time Lord. Uh, in many ways, we have the same mind. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Because by that logic, surely any Every... encounter, yeah, you'd be yeah. like, well, oh, I know. Oh, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. I know what you're going to do. And it's just like. You just end up doing mirror spots with each other. Yeah. And it's like, that makes absolutely no frigging sense. I guess, I, I, I mean. Like, why at does this the master. Point, how does the master know that he's going to, of all things? I mean, yeah. He's, the master at this point isn't the 
cerebral Moriarty esque sort <laughs> no. of character. He's just pantomime villain. So I guess it's all right in that context. But if it's like Delgado, when Delgado pops up, yeah, he it, it, we're usually joining him in media res, you know, because he's been you know part of this colony yeah. for years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with Ainley, it's just sort of he pops in and goes, "Hello, Doctor. I'm going to cause some mischief for you." Yeah, he does. He seems to tag along to the Doctor a lot more. Yeah, you know, oh, I want to join in on this as well and yeah, yeah. be evil. Um, so I don't mind that so much. Like you got to give him a reason to pop up without yeah. being like a calculated. This story, Legopolis. Legopolis. It's it's flux, isn't it? Go on. Or flux is Legopolis mm. because in flux you have the the flux, which is going to destroy all the universe and is eating away all the planets. And in this, you've got yeah. entropy that is entropy. just eating away all the planets. I mean, it's very Star Wars as well, that, isn't it? When is yeah. talking about her home planet getting yeah. zapped. I can't even see Metaphorolorionsis or whatever it is. Oh, shut up. Well, <laughs> I did see something interesting about how this is the got the biggest body count of any Doctor Who story, yeah. probably up until Flux, because the billions of people that the master just wipes out yeah. in that portion of yeah. space. Um, it is, isn't it? It yeah. is. And I mean, I thought, I thought that watching Flux, I thought, this is Legopolis. But, you know, it, that, that is, that's where Chibnall cut his teeth as a Doctor Who fan yeah. is in this era. He's borrowed very heavily from the 80s before. Yeah. And again, obviously, with Tegan and, and Ace yeah. coming back. Um, what, what, what did it better, Flux or, or Legopolis? Uh, I think Legopolis is better at really... Telling a coherent story from beginning <laughs> to end. <laughs> yeah, which is quite surprising. But no, I think it does do it better in as much as, you know, you feel... I think you feel the loss mm. more, maybe, because... Well, yeah, because Flux ends with apparently half the universe destroyed and it's never <laughs> Nobody brought gives up. A shit. We've had two episodes of Doctor Who since half the universe was wiped yeah. out. And... No one's mentioned it. Well, you know, Yaz and Dan are from Earth, so they don't give a shit. Care. They don't care what plan. You know, it's happening over there. Yeah. Isn't that a classic little Englander thing to think? Oh, it's going English. on over there. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh, well, there's a terrible war happening in. I can't pronounce. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry about yeah. it. It's, that's that's totally the yeah. line of thinking there. But if it's two doors down, oh, oh no, oh, oh yeah. god, what is happening down down by Anfield? My yeah. house is gone. What a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, fine. It's a reflection of, of his of his taste in Doctor Who there. Yeah. In in his in his half baked concepts. Yeah. I like the idea that the master is like watching all this flux shit and he's like, ah, I've fucking done that. Or he's seen it in the future and gone, that's quite a good idea. Yeah. As he strokes his goatee. Maybe I'll do in the fourth one. With if, that, if he's got a goatee with at that, that point. Plan. Does he have a oh, the master should always have a beard. Even if it is just for the in joke yeah. of like, you've got a beard. Um I think, yeah, he should always have something. Some sort of facial hair. Some sort of facial hair. Yeah. Even Michelle Gomez. She'd grow a beard. Or, or like a monobrow. <laughs> if, if she can't do it here, just like... I'm, I'm glad you said if she can't do it here. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, where else? You know, otherwise it just becomes grotesque at that point. Like, <laughs> what, what excuse is she going to have to whip her niggas off? I, you know, I don't fucking know. I'm trying to think of where else she can grow her hair. Right, anyway. Her facial hair. <laughs> Um, uh, th this is what Legopolis has done to me. I've just, yeah. I, don't, I, I can't talk about block 
transfer computation to yeah. turn into smut. I mean, I like, I like, and I like the fact that the master is like, you know, he he doesn't believe that he's cocked up. Mm. You know, I love that. Yeah, but that's the megalomania, isn't yeah. it? That's like the complete, like. He is just so absorbed yeah. with the fact he's done it. Yeah, and he's like, he says it, doesn't he? He's like, oh, you know, this is this is all a, a plot. You know, you're just trying to stop me from getting what I'm after. Uh, well, yeah, and, and it's like, like no, well, yeah, well, yeah, of course I am, because you yeah. want to destroy the, the world. Yeah, but he's like, you have universe. literally cocked up the universe yeah. royally. Yeah. Um, now I don't really understand how they fix it. So the CVEs. The, the, don't, don't, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't add anything to this discussion. You no. just do your bit. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the, the, the monitor says, we opened the CVEs into the other universes because our universe was basically knackered. Mm. And by doing that, it bought them a bit of extra time to come up with some, I don't know, mathematical formula or whatever. By opening... Yeah. Uh, okay. But then by cocking up them doing their sums, everything starts unravelling. Mm. And the... CVEs start to close, mm-hmm. and then I think they go to Jodrell Bank to fire off the mathematical formula, I don't know, into the universe. Right. Or back to Logopolis, like yeah, a loop, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that opens up the CVEs again, and so the master is like, oh, if I, I have the power to open and close them, and if I close them, I can destroy the universe. Yeah. But then what, what doesn't stop, what, what is to stop... I don't know, Jerry the Cleaner going into the tower at Jodrell Bank and going, oh yeah, I've got to clean some of these coffee marks off the desk. Oh, I'll just pull this plug out and but fucking the universe is gone. Down the, down the, the, yeah. the plug hole, yeah. I guess. I, I don't think Bidmead's strength is tying logic. up those loose knots. Ironically, yeah. it might not be logic. Um, but I love, I, I do really love the world he created mm. in, in Logopolis. Yeah. I think it's a really, really cool concept. Yeah. And in Castrovalva. And in Castrovalva. It carries over, doesn't it? I haven't seen Frontius in a long time. I've not seen Frontius in a long time. Mm. That is a good, that's good, though. That's a good story. Maybe we should do that later down the line. Yeah. I'm not sure that would bring the views in quite as much as a title on YouTube. <laughs> compared to Tenant and Take Back. Yes. Frontios review. <laughs> I can see the views dipping for that one. Giant wood lights to <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, they're good monsters. I like the tractators. They are. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, that's it, isn't it, really? What about the actual... You know, we've talked about Tom falling down and stuff. What about when he's there on the grass? The actual regeneration. Yeah. For years... You know, as a kid, I was complete. I completely believed they were in a field. It was only years later, and I was like, "Wait, that's, the bit, that's a bit of turf carpet this, uh, <laughs> in the studio." The staging of it, I think, is really good. Um, and the score again. I Paddy do... Kingsland was bloody killing it with his score. Oh my god, yeah. I, I do think maybe having the the watcher involved so directly in the in the regeneration. Yeah. It's all. It's like. It, t- it takes a bit of the agency away from Tom's departure. Right. Because he gets his final line. Yeah. And then it's not straight into the regeneration. Then you're like, oh yeah, but what's this thing about? Yeah. And he gets his regeneration. But I, I think it's it's almost like the the Watcher's regenerating rather yeah. than Tom. Like going straight into into the Fifth Doctor. Mm. And I mean, they've got um, that bit of ADR, don't they, of Nissa saying, so and he was the Doctor, doctor all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. I think there's a there's an an error in her impressions on certain words when she said that. Right. I think she's supposed to be so he was the doctor all the time. In the infotext, right. the was is italicized. Right. I so see. I think 
Sarah Sutton's read it wrong mm. to, from the intention in the script. Right. Which changes the changes the whole journey that they've had with the Watcher in the TARDIS with, with Adric. Yeah. Because then there's that sneaking suspicion the whole time that that was the Doctor. Yeah. And so then you have your suspicions confirmed rather than it being like, that's the first time anybody's theorised that that could be yeah. the Doctor. Um, but I, I, yeah, the regeneration's fab. Mm. I love Tom's last line. Yeah. Um, it's better than seven fucking years and all I get is this bloody story. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it's, it's, it's super. It's, it's one of the better regenerations. It is. Isn't it, I think. Where would you rank this in terms of classic regenerations? Oh, it's Because if we're going to run through generation stories, yeah. we should probably start keeping tabs on what we think of Yeah, them. I mean, I, I think... I think Androzani is like the, the pinnacle of yeah. excellence. And I think this is probably a close second. But then again, Planet of the Spiders is bloody good as well. It's very understated, isn't it? Planet of the Spiders? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the effect is boring, sadly. That just... that, I, I, I don't mind that. No? I don't mind that. Um, or in hindsight, it's I think, boring. I think, I think the only reason I'm, I'm not too bothered by it is for years watching people edit the... Modern yeah. regeneration on top of that. I'm like, I, I just take the fade. I would take the fade. Yeah, and actually, that was another thing. How original mm. does this and unique yeah. does this regeneration feel? I mean, obviously they're all unique in the old days. But again, actually, yeah, even even with, um, I suppose the only other exception might be like Sylv, like Colin into Sylv. Yeah, because yeah, all the other ones are just oh, I'm. I'm wearing down. Yeah. Or obviously the the second Doctor's regeneration is obviously very different. But yeah, the staging of it, mm. he's not in the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, it's somewhere that's still quite dangerous as well. Like yeah. you're not out of the story. No. Yet, obviously, because in the start of Castro Valva, they have to They've get, out, get out of there. Yeah. That's really good. It is, isn't it? Like it's... regenerating. It, like imagine if you had a, imagine if you had a story where the Doctor, I said, oh, I would say fall asleep at the wheel. But like, yeah. you're in a scenario where the Doctor is, has regenerated. A bit like the Christmas Invasion. Yeah. But it's more of an immediate Yeah, shit, shit is happening around you us, need you need know. to, yeah, like, yeah, you can't, it's a really bad time to <laughs> yeah. be doing this. And I get this is kind of like that, but I, you know, you see the Bobbies running after them. Yeah. But they must get lost. Yeah. <laughs> at some, you know, at some point. Because, um, yeah, I, it's, it's a really, it's, it's up there. Mm. It's up there, I think, with, with classic regenerations. Yeah. I think Androzani's top. Yeah. What's the what's the weakest regeneration? The weakest regeneration? I, oh, it kind of has to be Colin de Silve. It has to be Colin de Silve, yeah. And not not even because of the wig. No. It's just, just you know. Mm. You don't see it. Yeah. There's no emotional impact. No. And obviously it depends on what you count as canon. Do you count... The if last you, adventure. If you count the last adventure, I haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's again, it's just radiation. Mm. It was that was the opportunity, I think, to do something a bit more interesting. What was his last line? Oh, I don't know. He he went off on one. Yeah. He had a bloody essay that he wrote about being erudite and all this stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was very much informed by new series Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, I think. Tom just having that little smile. Yeah. It, it, that smile is just... Yeah, it's enough. Perf- it's enough. It I don't enough. need an... You know, God, you know... 
when you think about poor Peter Capaldi, feck me, now, soliloquising all around the bloody place. I showed, I showed that to Stell, mm. and that's the only other regeneration she's seen, because yeah. I'm kind of preparing her for Jodie, because yeah. she's devastated by the prospect of Jodie going. Ugh. And um, I watched it, and I thought, a lot of people say this, so it's not an original point at all, yeah. but it really is just four minutes of Peter Capaldi saying goodbye to the role. Yeah. And I don't know if I love that or, or think it's overly indulgent. I, I hate it because he had a perfect regeneration ending, which was... Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I hope there'd be stars. Well, which was so beautiful. It's lovely. Yeah. I, but like, it's, I, I think it's a bit too melancholy. Do you? I think it's a bit too oh, melancholy. Oh, but it's better than all this stuff about, oh... Don't eat pears. Don't eat pears and oh, children, they'll know my name. I like that. What does I that know, even but mean? I, I, remember, I remember you saying that you didn't like that. And I was watching it again and I thought, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, this is the time that I watch it and go, yeah, it's too saccharine. But I really like that yeah. line, children will, will know your name. The best bit about that regeneration is that John Pertwee's old jacket is hung True. up on the... <laughs> and Jodie's opening moments are electrifying to watch mm. i think that's really beautifully directed the way because it, it it's again it feels like someone's hit a reset button yeah in the time between you see her him regenerate into her and then the whiteout it's yeah. like chris chibnall has taken over at that point it's yeah shot very differently yes um and the whole thing with the ring i think is excellent yeah i don't mind i don't mind the capaldi regeneration okay. speech it's a bit it's a bit indulgent it's a bit, we get it, all right. Yeah, it, it didn't goes quite on. pan out as you wanted and you've had to say goodbye to the role maybe under circumstances you didn't yeah. foresee. But, you know, she's, she's, she's getting dressed into your clothes. <laughs> Fucking hurry up, get off the set. Um, Speaking of clothes, mm. something I didn't notice, I noticed for the first time watching mm. Legopolis. Um, so we all know that when Peter Davison... Is in Tom's outfit. He's not wearing Tom's boots. He's wearing Tom's suede shoes with the socks. Right. Did you know? Did you is know it, this? But, but Tom's wearing boots. So Tom's wearing the boots. Episode. Through the episode. <clears throat> and in Castro Valva, Peter's got shoes and socks mm -hmm. on because I've got a funny feeling Tom might have pinched the boots because he liked them. That's great. Um, but they are nice boots. What? Yeah, they are nice boots. Um, what I also noticed was mm -hmm. when the regeneration happens. Not only does he regenerate his boots into shoes and socks. Yeah. He loses his coat and it becomes the little jacket that he only wears in the leisure hive under his big coat. Really? Yeah. Just for that one bit. And then obviously when you get to Cash Revolver, he's, he's got, got the, full, the, the full thing on. Yeah. But it's just <clears> in that one. And he, and he gets a waistcoat that I don't yeah. know if Tom's been I don't wearing think in he's the wearing, I don't, I'm not sure he is either. No. But yeah, yeah he's, he's just wearing this jacket. That's the trouble with Tom's costume is he's so swaddled. You can't yeah. really see the details, yeah, of it, which yeah, is yeah. great. He casts a great silhouette in that costume. Yeah. I love the season 18 costume. He is gorgeous. I think it, it looks so good. And I, I feel like it got shit for a while. Yeah. But I feel like everybody now is a, generally accepts that it's, it's pretty good. It's really nice. Maybe that's the feeling, the general sentiment towards season 18 now. Yeah. And I think that the, the collection sets help that a Very lot. much so, You know, yes. like every single time a season comes out, it gets its time in the sun. Yeah. And everybody eventually turns around and goes, it's fucking great. Yeah, I, I I think that's that's gonna happen with season twenty two. Yeah, that I think out. so too. Yeah, um, which I think might be coming out next week as of the time you're watching this. 
Um, which makes me then, you know, then, then you're like, oh, it's, is it really worth moaning about Doctor Who now? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like current yeah. Doctor Who on the telly. Yeah. Just, you know, because at the end of the day, in, in 20 years' time, when they do flux the collection, mm. I think there's going to be a sentiment of, oh, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? It was all right. It was good fun. I think we're just really hurt by it. Do you? <laughs> I, think, I think we're really hurt by flux because we were so high on it. Yeah. And especially those opening episodes when, you know, first one was like, okay, this is an interesting setup. Yeah. And the second one was like, well, this is a good story. And, and the, the Angels one, one is... was like, wow, this is a really good story. Yeah. And then it just unraveled like Peter Davison pulling apart Tom Baker's scarf in nice. Cat's Revolver. Yeah, the good first four, four episodes. Yeah. That's a long time for a series of Doctor Who to be consistently good, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, really. Lot, and then you're like, well, the whole thing's obviously going to be great then. Yeah. And then you get to Survivors of the Flux and you think, oh, oh no, yeah. oh no. Yeah. And then you get to the Vanquishers and you go, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I mean, like, even Once Upon Time was like, okay, this is a bit of a weird story out of everything, but should, this could just be like a little breather episode, you know, just to... It felt like it was. Yeah. But then also you worry... Should you have spent that time getting stuff lined up for later on so yeah. that you didn't spend... Because Survivors of the Flux feels like what Once Upon Time was. Yeah. That kind of filler thing. Yeah. It's like, but it's episode five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, yeah, why you know, are you wanking around with Unit? You know, this is literally inconsequential. Yeah. I feel like you really need... To, for Do- for Doctor, Doctor you need to finish the series at the end of episode five. Yeah. And then have six to mop it all up. To yeah. do the big climaxes, the big chases. Yeah. You know, you know... Okay, this is your plan. This is what you want to do. Yeah. And now I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes stopping you. Yeah. And then the show ends. Yeah. But I feel like Doctor Who has to wait until halfway through the last episode. Yeah. To then to and then and then they're like, right, now let's stop you. Yeah. I I, I think that's where flux falls apart a little bit. Yeah. It's like you wasted all that time faffing around. Yeah. Seeing, seeing all the division stuff. If the, if the vision wasn't added into it, yeah. it would be fine. Maybe you could have spent these three episodes, then they wouldn't have felt so separate and nameless. Yeah. Like, Legend of the Sea Devils, you could just pluck that out of the running order and yeah. you, wouldn't, you really wouldn't You notice. wouldn't bat an eyelid at no. all. I, I, even with like the progression of 13 and Yaz. Yeah. Like, considering that just popped up out of nowhere anyway, yeah. it doesn't really matter that you lose that. They'll be right back at where we met them at the start of Flux when we see them in the next, in the next episode. Yeah. There won't be any, I, you know, I've got very low, mm. <laughs> you know... Expectations. Expectations, It yeah. is a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. And I think it's very interesting that we now know possibly more about Russell T Davies' Doctor Who than we do about the Centenary special. But that's indicative of a lot of things. It's so, it's so indicative of that era. But it's... Yeah. Show don't tell. Yeah. Either on screen or <laughs> yeah. in, in any capacity. <laughs> yeah. Um I I'm really I'm really disappointed because I really I've really enjoyed Jodie as the Doctor. Mm. And to think that we've got one more episode to go. And I know that my attention is solely locked down on that story. I'm not too fussed about what's going on here at the moment because he's not we haven't even got a costume yet so I don't give a shit obviously yeah 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 um, got, oh, well we got someone else first before we, got we even get to him and we got him. the 60th yeah so uh, uh, yeah I'm definitely but but Legend of the Sea Devils just did something for me mm. in the lead up to this 
final story and I'm just thinking I think it's going to be a big part of shit, two. Shit. I think it might be a big part of two. I mean, it's, it's 90 minutes. We know that now because Russell told us. Thanks, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Cheers, you mate. for... <laughs> Thanks for promoting the show more than they do. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be enough, is it? No, probably not. Because Jodie's regeneration is going to be 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to spend 20 minutes with Kate Stewart doing nothing at all. Nah, she's just going to pop up and go, hello, I'm Kate Stewart. Can you remember my dad? And that's it. I think that uh, Tegan and Ace are just going to pop up. Do you? I, do you think, think, I, I, think, <clears throat> I think they'll be in like the last half of the story. And when they do, it's just gonna. I think it's gonna be a load of. There's gonna be loads of companions. Yeah. I think that there's that they're just two of maybe Many. a dozen. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. I mean, it does feel like watching that trailer. I don't really know what the story is. Do you know what I mean? No. I mean, it's Daleks and it's Cybermen and it's. Some it just seems like Tyrants. I don't know. Are they in the trailer? I can't remember. No, no it's not Tyrants. Oh. Um, yeah, but it just does feel like. You know, I saw the trailer for Legend of the Sea Devils and I was like, oh, okay, I, I get what this story is going to be about. It's about pirates versus sea devils, mm. fine. But this one, I'm like, oh, Daleks, Cybermen, The Master, Tegan, Ace, <laughs> and a regeneration. Is that the title? Lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Two lesbians and a regeneration. Yeah. That's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've reached that point of our conversation, Matthew. Yeah that we're going to have to wrap it up here. Yeah. But we are going to do something for the patrons yeah. over on Patreon. Yeah. If you uh, head over there now or at some point, there will be a video of Matt and I opening some Battles in Time cards. Yes. That's my, my birthday present. all over again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was my birthday oh, present to you. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. How fitting. Because it's, yeah. And it's a shame because I still have all my Battles in Time cards. Yeah. And I could have brought them in and we could have worked out if I got any new ones. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would have been quite good. Oh, well. That's a follow-up video. We'll stick these all up on eBay. If we, <laughs> if we, find, if we find Super Rose, yeah. well, we'll keep it. Yeah. Put it on the set. Put yeah. it in a nice... That'll be like our Pokemon like, yeah. hedge fund. Yes. We'll just keep it, keep it back. Cool. Very good. Nice one. Next time, I think we might discuss something revolving around a purchase of yours that arrived today. Oh, yeah. So I think next time... Oh, no, wait. Maybe we're going to do an interview with someone. I think we might be doing an interview Okay, next. ignore that. Okay, hopefully there'll be an interview with somebody coming up next. And yeah. keep an eye on the social medias to see who that, that might be. Yeah. Stay tuned. The moment has been prepared for. Ah. Ah, ah. Bye-bye. In, if in doubt, if you don't know how to end it, just do a tom. Ah. Ah. Bye-bye. Ah. No, it's a... Oh! <laughs> <laughs>